What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrisomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Oh, yes, my friends. This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, and apparently, I'm not doing a very good job promoting the show. Because uh, I had like seven people last week, including one of my friends, say to me, you have a podcast? Dude, I didn't, I didn't know that. And, you know, I guess in all fairness, uh, it's only been three months. And for the most part, you're probably seeing these interviews on YouTube. Uh, but I appreciate that you found the show. I mean, you're listening to this one right now. We got to continue to spread the word. Uh, and this is such a good one. One third of Jurassic Express, Marco Stunt. In the house, and uh, and by house, I, I mean my hotel room in Washington, D.C., where we did this interview right after the very first episode of AEW Dynamite on TNT. Uh, that show was awesome, by the way, and I'm so incredibly grateful that I was able to be a part of the show. Um, that was such a fun segment with Kevin James and Jason Muse, as well as uh, the very rude and Helico and Jack Evans and Private Party, who came in and uh, really saved the day for us. Um, that was fun. Uh, thank you for leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. And I get that there's a there's a good chance you're listening to this on another platform other than Apple Podcasts. I get it. I see the numbers. I know how it is. But Apple Podcasts is the only place where you can leave a review for the show. So thank you to everyone who's done it. Um, like I said, the show's a little over three months old. Those reviews help so much. Uh, we're one of the top wrestling podcasts in the world because of those reviews, because of you listening, because of you sharing it, uh, which is why I'm going to keep reading one review on every episode. And, you know, I realized recently that the only reviews that I can see here are the U.S. reviews because, you know, I live in the U.S. So if you live somewhere else, um, please take a screenshot, tag me in it so I can see that review uh, and you can be part of the show. Uh, that's what Spike Aldo did. Spike writes in this review, he titles it Wrestling Press God. I listen to some podcasts while I drive my truck around Yorkshire in the UK. Chris gives a, that's probably Yorkshire, right? I don't know. In the UK though. Kiss, Chris gives a great insight into the wrestlers that we see on TV. His YouTube channel is great, but the podcast makes it easier to listen to all the interviews. Cheers, Chris. Well, cheers to you, Spike, from Yorkshire. Yorkshire? Yorkshire? I don't know. Please tell me. I'd like to get it right. Um, so thank you for that. Please keep those reviews coming. Uh, this episode of the Chris Van Vliet Show is brought to you by sports.axios.com. Also, thanks to Samson for making us sound so great with these mics and these cables and this recording equipment that's extremely affordable and also extremely high quality. Samsontech.com is where you can check it out. And uh, these mics that I use, uh, they're less than 80 bucks a piece. 
Also, big thank you to Green Roads. Uh, if you've been talking about, thinking about CBD products, Green Roads is the way to go because not all CBD products are created equal. Green Roads is a pharmacist-founded company dedicated to improving the lives of people who take it. It's THC-free, so you get the benefits of cannabis without the feeling of getting high. Their CBD oil, that's what I take. It's super easy to use. Bloop, bloop, a couple drops under the tongue, uh, and it's really helped with uh, focus. Uh, the Relax Gummies, same thing, and they taste really good. The topicals they have, like the muscle and joint cream, that's awesome after a workout. Really helps with rest and recovery. And if you want another option, if those three options weren't enough, they also uh, have CBD coffee and tea. It's free shipping on all orders over $100. And you can use my code CHRIS15 to get 15 off. That's 15% off at greenroadsworld.com. CHRIS15 for 15% off at greenroadsworld.com. So how tall exactly is Marco Stunt? I remember seeing him at Double or Nothing in the Battle Royal, and I'm like, man, how tall is that guy? And man, he moves quick in the ring. Well, we get down to the bottom of all that in a very honest and very genuine chat with a guy that I'm just super pumped for. Uh, and it's crazy to hear that his favorite wrestlers as a kid, Kane and The Big Show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here you go. Marco Stunt. <laughs> This is definitely the latest interview I've ever done. I mean, if, we, if we're being honest here, it's uh, 12.15 in the morning. This is technically yeah. Thursday morning. Yes. But we just got back from AEW Dynamite, the first ever here in D.C. D.C. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm really beat up. Yeah? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm a little sore, but I feel very overwhelmed, I guess is a good word. That's a good word. Um, being out in front of like 15,000 people for that the crowd first. crowd is hot. That, that's the first time I've been in front of 15,000 people. <laughs> so, I mean, wait, how many people were at? Yeah, something like 14,000. Yeah. yeah. 14, 15,000. Like, how many people were at All Out? It was uh, like 12, huh? Yeah, something so, like yeah. that. Yeah. It was like quite a few thousand more. Yeah. But it's uh, it's super exciting to be able to be a part of like such a historical thing, you know. It, it's been so many years since like there's been, I guess, competition and like i feel like we're definitely bringing the competition we have some of the best talent in the world yeah so did you feel that energy as soon as you walked out there oh man i mean it doesn't matter that it was like after the show the crowd was still hot like oh and the they, crowd they stayed have, to yeah, the very end yeah they were so energetic and so like i don't feel like i i got left out on anything i feel like they were still behind us the whole way and yeah like, I don't think a single person left. No. Which was amazing. I didn't, I, I didn't see in many open seats at all. Yeah. Like, there might have been like a few, but nothing that you can tell on camera or anything. Yeah. Oh, man. What a feeling that must have been. Yeah, of course. When did Jurassic Express become a thing? Okay. So. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. All right. Well, like. Originally, it was supposed to be just me and Jungle Boy, or Jungle Jack, whatever. <laughs> uh, but they had Cody had hit me up, and I broke my leg back in November. So, and I did it all in and and whatnot. You broke so, your leg wrestling? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk. We can talk about that. We'll in get a into bit. that. Sure. Yeah. But I broke my leg, and and I didn't think they wanted me. I was. I mean, I'm relatively new 
a rising, I guess, relatively new in the rising scene. Sure. Whatever. And then Cody hit me up and he was like, "Hey, uh, you gonna be you gonna you gonna be good by March?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> or or I'm sorry, May. May. It's yeah. May, not sure. March. It's two M's. Whatever. But and I was like, "Yeah, of course, I'll be ready." And I wasn't, but. But they, he hit me up and he was like, yeah, uh, do you have any uh, interest in teaming with Jungle Boy? And I was like, sure. I love Jungle Boy. And he's like, all right, cool. I think we'll have you doing that uh, after we after we get done with All Out. And I was like, or, uh, I'm sorry, Double, double or Nothing. nothing. Yeah, double yeah. or Nothing. Yeah. And um, I was like, wait, you mean for like AEW? And he's like, yeah, you want to work for us? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's like my dream, bro. Yeah. How did Cody know that you, you know, who you were? Um, okay, so I, there's a company called Game Changer Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I did this show, Lost in New York, last year. Uh, Joey Janela's Lost in New York. Right. And I originally wasn't even supposed to be on that. Brett Lauderdale, who's the, who uh, books for it and promotes it and everything, he, uh, he hit me up for a show. Um, which was the show after this one called Live Fast, Die Young. I was originally supposed to just do that one, and somebody got hurt, and so they asked me to come come and do Lost in New York. And, man, when he sent me, like, the graphic, I, like, was like, no way, he's joking, he's lying. <laughs> because I knew that show was going to be huge. I knew, like, they had so much going on, and I, I, I keep up with indie wrestling, and I know that they're the hot stuff right now. Yeah. So, like, I was like yeah i'm there yeah. i'm there and i drove 17 hours there and back oh my god so for an opportunity and i i wrestled a guy named ktb kyle the beast he just goes by ktb now though um, <laughs> and it blew up like that, i came out of the crowd that was the pardon the pun that was the game changer for yeah me. it yeah. was that literally changed everything for me i mean um it got me noticed by Cody. Cody saw me do my satellite codebreaker deal that I do, yeah. which is wild, which I can't hit anymore. Hold on. What do you mean? I don't think I can hit it anymore. I like, you know, respect for Chris. Yeah, all right. Not, not you, Chris. Yeah, Chris yeah. Jericho. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But uh, he popped for that and was like, hey, who's this kid? I need to get him for all in. I'll, and, uh, and, uh, I, he hit me up. I had a, I woke up the next morning from a text to a text message from him, which was absolutely nuts. Yeah, like Cody Rhodes is texting me. What? But he's like, "Hey, is this Marco Stunt? This is Cody Rhodes." I was like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> he goes, "Hey, man, uh, are you interested in doing the Battle Royal for All In?" And so that's what got me noticed by them. Yeah, I think originally. Wow, I think that. You know, you're so unique when people see you in the ring for the first time. Uh, I mean, not just because of your size, but just the way that you work as well. Thank you. You have a very like unique movement with the way that you, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I try to I try to stand out. I try to not be like I don't want to be like I don't want to be the next Rey Mysterio. I don't want to be the next Spike Dudley. I just want to be me. I want people to know me for me, and I want to have like certain characteristics that people hold on to and remember years down the road and i want to be like one of those legends that people book at these indie shows 30 years down the road <laughs> i don't know if anyone i don't know if anyone ever wants to be the washed up legend down the road i that's would love booked. it okay 
Well, actually, you know what? If I can get to the level where I don't have to, I mean, that would be cool, Well, that'd too. be cool, too. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's always in the back of my head. Hey, that'd be cool. Well, you named Ray. You named Spike Dudley. Are those guys you looked up to? Or, you know, it could be anybody. I, I actually, uh, growing up, I looked up to, like, Big Show, Kane, Undertaker. Yeah. Seriously? I want, yeah, dead serious. I wanted to. I think that's actually what helps me now. I wanted to be seven foot tall. I wanted to be 500 pounds. I wanted to choke slam people, throw them around. I thought that was the most amazing thing, and it. I think it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. That's like the one thing that you can't work hard for in life is height. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about it. <laughs> Have you always been short? Yeah. Um, well, I was, I was supposed to grow a little more, but I didn't. What happened? Uh, apparently, I hurt my growth plate in my back. Seriously? So, yeah. Uh, um, I don't remember what I did though. I think I guess it was just like sports over the years. Really? Stuff. But uh, they said my growth plate had been hurt, and so I couldn't grow anymore. Like I was supposed to have like two or three more inches, but. So how tall are you, officially? I am around five one five two. Okay. Um, and how tall should you have been? About five five. Okay. I like. I also have scoliosis, so that doesn't help either. That probably doesn't help when you take bumps either. Mm-hmm. Uh, are are every, is everyone else in your family short? Uh, my mom is like four ten. Oh my god, four eleven. Wow. Yeah, my but my dad's six foot. So well, you got screwed. I did. I did yeah. not get my dad's jeans. I wouldn't fit in them if I did. So. <laughs> but a nice dad joke there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good welcome. stuff. What like you were so you were short your whole life. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. were the kid that had to you know in the class photos you were sitting at the front instead of standing in the yeah, back. Always, hmm. I didn't hit a growth spurt really until mm, the end of eighth grade. Okay, so you hit a growth spurt from how tall to how tall? I was probably, I was probably uh, four seven. Okay, and then I I, I hit five one. Five two, and then that was it. That's, I haven't grown since. I haven't. I haven't grown since ninth grade. So, oh, I'm really sorry. That's no, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, your yeah. hair was stuck to the mic there. How how old do people think you are? Oh man, uh, <laughs> like 15, 16, 17. Uh, I got carded at Wendy's one time because they didn't believe my age. At Wendy's? Yeah, yeah, well, Wendy's. What uh, is Wendy's carding people yo, for? Okay. I live in a town where, like, it's just whatever. You can talk to people however you want, I guess. Or, well, they think you can, you know? But uh, I was in the drive-thru with my brother in school. had just gotten out for, for like, spring break or something. And they're like, and the lady, we were ordering Frosties. And, uh, uh, you need to be a certain age to order those. Yeah, you know? I know. Apparently they spike them. No. They, but she, we pull up to the drive-thru. And uh, she has our Frosties, and uh, I pay for it, and she gives, gives me my change. And she goes, so are you boys excited to be out of school for a little while? And I was like, well, I've been out of school for like three and a half years now. So, And she goes, excuse me? Like her whole demeanor changed. And she just stared at me for a minute. She goes, boy, you are lying. And I was like, no. She's like, let me see your ID. And she like would not give me the Frosties until I proved that I was my age which what yeah that's probably the most wild experience i've had with the age thing what happens when you you know try to go to a bar or something like that oh i mean i get i got carded five times in one night 
Yeah, I only had like two drinks, but like. So you were in, so you got carded to get yeah, in. I got carded to get in, uh-huh. and then there was a couple different bartenders. So each time they would walk past me, they would be like, "Excuse me, can I see your ID?" And they're probably studying it like intently. Yeah, they were That's like, a I ha- really good fake ID." Okay, I was at a bar one time. I wasn't even drinking, but I was, but uh, I was hanging out with my buddies, and uh, dude, dude's like. You know I can tell if IDs are fake, right? And he's just talking to me. I was like, "Well, it's not." I'm, I'm I was 21 at the time. I was like, "I'm 21." He goes, "Okay, so you so you're so you're telling me right now if I take this ID, it's not going to be fake." I was like, "No, it's not fake." And so he starts bending it, like trying to make sure it's not fake, wow. and he's like holding it up and. Uh, I've had some wild experiences. With I'm being sure. ID, so. do, do people like that expect you to be like, oh, I'm I'm this short or this young looking because of? I don't know. I think they're just like, it's, they're not used to seeing people like my height and like. I guess I don't really understand because I've been this height my whole life, so I don't know <laughs> what I don't know what the big deal is. It's especially funny in AEW because you're in this trio team yeah with the tallest guy on the roster yeah 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 what a wild pairing we are <laughs> well you were talking about it was supposed to be you and jungle boy how did luchasaurus get worked into this well okay he did double or nothing yeah and uh they signed him off that and uh him and him and jungle boy were actually already a team on the independence scene out in la and stuff yeah. they did a bunch of stuff they were boy and his dinosaur which yeah. they still are i guess kind yeah. of um, a boy, a boy, and his dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so they they put them together just because they were already there, and I and uh, they I was already with with Jack or uh, Jungle Boy, and uh, so I guess we just became a trio. Yeah, and it worked out. I feel like we've worked out. We have. A, I feel like we have a very dynamic team. You do. Um, we saw very, it tonight. Very unique. I don't think there's ever been anything like us, to be honest. Um, I th- I feel like especially like, you guys are gonna see like crazy stuff. We've worked on some crazy stuff, like stuff that's never been seen before. So you did some stuff in tonight's match. Yeah, it was pretty unique. Thank you. Yeah, like Jungle Boy flipped you. How do how do you explain what that was? Uh, I I he flipped me and I, I just watched the match. Okay? Yeah, just it'll be on BR Live. <laughs> and it's gonna be on YouTube, I believe too. Is it YouTube as well? This okay. might be. I don't know if that's official or not, but I believe that's. Oh, I sick. Think, I think that's something they're planning on doing, yeah. That'll be easier for me. Yeah. I believe all the uh, dark matches are going to be on good. YouTube. Good, yeah. good. There's All the dark matches were great tonight, too. Oh, the whole show the whole, was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I couldn't think. I think it was a great kickoff to what we have and what we're going to be doing. Yeah. And uh, I'm super excited to see what else we're going to do. Because I, I, I feel like we're going to be able to top ourselves, like keep topping for sure and like it's only going to get better from here yeah i mean did did you ever imagine that you'd be in this situation now (laughs) no never i uh i was always told i shouldn't be like when i growing up in mississippi i i was of course i loved wrestling you know like i said i watched I, i i watched the big show i watched kane my dad was a huge fan of wrestling so i've watched wrestling since i was around i guess two and uh, that's what my parents tell me, at least. And uh, but no, I never thought that it'd be a possibility because of my size, for one. And like, I just you never see people my size yeah. or anything. And then, but I uh, I went to a I went to a show, a local show, and uh, 
got up with some of my buddies and i got up the guts to go up and ask him about training because we were all super into wrestling and so we all three went up to him and they i was the one they didn't take serious they looked at my friend who's six five and they were like yeah we'll train (laughs) y'all which they meant they'll train him yeah and And uh, how old are you at the time uh we just i just turned 18 okay so um so we they gave us a price which is stupid price for the type of training they gave us now i know (laughs) i'm like it was terrible i can i can shoot on here absolutely it was was terrible yeah and then uh but we we stuck with it they beat us up the first day which is i guess what happens around there and um I ended up having a bunch of issues with the company that I started with. They treated me pretty bad. Um, and uh, a guy picked me up that worked with them. His name was Molly Cruz. And uh, he he is the one I give credit for training me. So he kind of like retrained you in a way. Pretty much. Yeah. The thing is, I only trained like once or twice a month. Oh, really? Yeah, for like six months. And then they threw me into a match. So, no? So, like, like a one-on-one match? Uh-huh. So it's like, well, I've, wow. I've learned on the road, basically. I didn't even get on the road for two years, or three years. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I've only been doing traveling for about two and a half years. Or I'm, it was about, it's about two and a half years before I got into it, traveling, and then I, then here we are two and a half years after that which is crazy but so much of this is you know you've got to thank joey janela for this oh, of course yeah. joey gcw brett uh man they're the ones that put me on the map for sure they put me on the map this episode of the podcast is brought to you by sports.axios.com and following a team you love in 2019 it can be time consuming trying to follow everything that happens in sports that's almost impossible Scrolling through every app, visiting every website on a daily basis, that's impossible. So that's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up, for free by the way, at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up, and like I said, it's free. Sports.axios.com. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing that amazing link with your buddies. So join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall. There's no subscription fee. There's nothing like that. This is free curated sports content delivered directly to you. So sign up at sports.axios.com. So sports.axios.com. It is free. Sports.axios.com. The CVV Show also brought to you by Harry's and Humans. Well, we've been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave, it hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks, they didn't need flex balls or heated handles, vibrating handles, whatever, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge to add these weird gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on what actually matters. Sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I use them because it gives me a close shave, easy glide, and most importantly, it's pretty cheap. 
So do us a favor. Check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. Harry's, I love it. It's a return to the essentials. Quality, durable blades at a fair price. It's just two bucks a blade. And it's super convenient. The blade refills are delivered directly to your door on a schedule with or without a subscription. And there's no risk for you to try them out. If you don't love your shave, just let Harry's know. Let Harry himself know. Why not? And uh, they'll give you a full refund. So if you are listening to this right now, if you're a listener of the Chris Van Vliet Show, you can redeem your Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's named after our podcast network. You will get... A weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip. Five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. Rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. And a travel blade cover. That's right, a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. You get all of that when you go to harrys.com slash blue wire. That's where you will start shaving better today. Now let's get back to this fascinating late night chat with the one and only Marco Stunt. I mean, you rode down here with uh, with Joey. I did. Yeah, we uh, we had our final independent matches uh, for a curtain call, and uh, we drove down together. Me, him, and Jungle Boy. We all stayed at Joey's house and uh, drove down yesterday. That's awesome. It's good. I feel like uh, I've made a lot of lifelong friends. Like I don't, f- like a lot, I got told. Like growing up in the business, like growing up in the business, coming up in the business, um, don't make friends and stuff. Like keep to yourself. And I also got told to stay in Mississippi for at least three years before venturing out. Really? And yeah, I'm glad I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but they just, I forgot what I was saying. What was I talking about? Well, you were talking about you've made all these great friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I feel like I've made great friends and like I got told not to, but I, I feel like it's such a different community now, like in the places that I am now. Yeah. Where I was was so toxic because everybody just wants to do better than everybody. And yeah. I feel like where I am now, everybody wants people to succeed. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a real vibe there tonight. It's like everybody was watching everybody's matches. Yeah. That's that's one thing I've noticed is yeah. that everybody watches all the matches. Yeah. So I mean, what a great birthday present this was for you because yeah. right, it was your twenty third birthday it was. that you officially got signed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. That's, that's when I announced it. Okay, so that's when you announced it. So it was what a couple was, days before that, or yeah, weeks before that? Few, it was a few days before. But I'm going to so tell you, your 24th birthday is probably not going to be as good. No, no, no. 22 and 23 were have been some of the greater years. It's so, all downhill. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it's really interesting that on your Twitter, the your pinned tweet right now, you know the one I'm talking about. You basically are oh, saying, yeah, yeah. like, thank you for for being mean. Like, yeah, I mean, and I'm not like that's not me being like a pos or anything. Like I'm like legitimately like you guys pushed me to be where I am. Like if it wasn't for people, like being mean to me and stuff like i would not have wanted to prove them wrong Mm -hmm. you know i and i think part of it maybe it was kind of in spite but you know like they really did give me some sort of fuel to keep going and it's nice to be able to say that it all turned out well like despite the negativity yeah i mean how do you deal with the negativity because you know you unfortunately get quite a lot of it oh yeah yeah, um, I don't take it well at all, actually. I don't. Really? No, I'm very bad about it, so I 
So I'll sit on it for a minute and then, like, I'll talk. I'll, I'll be like, I'll get in a mood or something and I'll like start talking to a buddy and then they'll be like, bro, you have way more supporters than haters anyway. Yeah. Than it's, it's so funny that you could have 99 people being like, Marco, you're awesome. Mm-hmm. And then that match person. was great. And then one person says something mean or negative, And unfortunately, it's just human nature. That's the one thing that you you cling on to. I, uh, there's been a couple times I almost quit wrestling. Really? Yeah. Like recently? Um, I wouldn't say super, well, yeah, this year. Wow. Most, mostly because I, I broke my leg in November and, uh, that just, that was the most mentally crushing thing that I've ever been through. I thought that it had ended my career. And for a lot of people, I think it would have been a career-ending uh, injury. Um, I, I, uh, I did this move where I took I took a Canadian Destroyer, but it was off of a stage, and uh, the door was lined. We did it through a door, and it was lined up long ways. Oh, so, yeah. so, and it was set on like a solid step. Like, it was on steps. So when we we overshot it, yeah. and my leg just wrapped around the oh. steps once we broke through. Did you finish the match? No, I couldn't. Sure. Like yeah. I, I wanted to. I was laying there in a whole like the worst pain I've ever been in my life, and I was like laying here and on this side. And uh, he asked if I keep going. I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was trying to think of the stuff I had to do, and I rolled over and my leg flopped over. Like you ever seen skateboard videos yeah, or like yeah. basketball videos? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's oh. exactly like that. And you can't see it on camera because we were oh. so far off the camera. So what do you, you know, your leg's broken. You, you I'm assuming don't have insurance. No. So, so oh yeah, I did. You did? I was under my parents' insurance. Oh, sure. Yeah. Under my parents' are insurance. You st- are you still? I am. Yeah. Until you're, you're 26, is it? Five. Or I guess seven. Like, 25, 25. I think it's 25. Just threw out three different numbers there. One of those three. Yeah, One yeah. Three. Mid-20s. Well, this is great then. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I, we just, I, I, <laughs> I just can't tell them I don't live with them anymore. Or else, that's yeah. a big no-no. Don't worry. We won't tell anyone. No. Nobody's I, watching I, I definitely live with my parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, so for, the, for the people that are just listening to this on the podcast, they totally mm-hmm. believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't just move out into an apartment. Yep. See, there you go. And, and, and get a new car. Yeah. <laughs> so the broken leg almost like that was almost oh, yeah. the thing that made you go, I can't do it. Yeah, I was really depressed. I bet. And uh, and like I was actually I wasn't abusing the things they gave me for my leg. Like painkillers. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't say I was abusing them, but I was probably. I was probably using them more frequently than I needed. I mean, I was in pain. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But like. It was just I was more sad than I was in pain, yeah. like um, because this had become my life. I was on such an up, yeah, and, and then all you didn't have another job, I'm guessing. No, I did not. So what'd you do for those several months? Sat at home. I couldn't walk up the stairs, so I just sat. I they put a bed in the living room. Oh my and god! And I, I was in the living room. That's for, tragic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It took like four months for me to get up to my room for the first time. My wow. Yeah, it's weird seeing my room, like after so long. I was like, "Wow, I haven't been in here in so long." Yeah, but wow. So when you look at the current AEW roster, are there certain people that you're like, "I can't wait to have a match with that guy"? Chris Jericho. Mm. Yeah. While he's the champion, I don't care. <laughs> I just want Chris Jericho. I want to. I, I honestly, I there's. 
not a single person on the roster that I wouldn't want to wrestle at, I think. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, Jericho would be obviously huge for you growing yeah. up as a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. And, like, dude, Chris is the GOAT, like, for real. Like, yeah. I, I think so. Um, I do think he's one of the greatest of all time. And I think – and and he was – I know I didn't – I said I didn't really look up to little guys. And I, he's a lot bigger than me, actually. But um, <laughs> he was considered a cruiserweight. And yeah, so, yeah. like, like, I did look up to him, though. He was one that I watched. I liked Eddie. And I did like Ray. And I just, I just don't like being compared to Ray, you know. I don't know. But, yeah, Chris Jericho. I want to wrestle Jungle Boy really mm. bad. Oh, are we, no, are we? Not a feud. I just want to, you know, test the you know waters. You know it's going to happen at some point, it right? It better. <laughs> I, I, I imagine. So. There's going to be a feud at some point, I'm sure. That would be fine with me. I think we would have a great feud. I think that we would put on a great match, like, like a pay-per-view type match. Do you think that someone that's your size could be the world champion? Uh, I've never set a limit for myself, so I, I love it. I, uh, I, I've proven myself wrong way too many times to set a limit now because I didn't think I could be a wrestler. I didn't think I'd ever be on TV, but here we are. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and what it, the the most amazing part about this is you've used your size and your stature to your benefit. Yeah. And I think there's so many people that would you know use it and be like, oh well, I could never do that because of. Yeah. I think people do that, you know, people, yeah. they can fill in the blank there with whatever. Um, but the crazy thing is if you were 5'10 or 6 feet tall, with everything else going on for you, you might not have got signed. No, I would. You'd just be a guy. Yeah. Yeah, I would be. I, I don't even know how to, like, think about that. But like, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, you'd I still agree. be you. Yeah, I would be me, but I would not be Marco Stunt. You know, Marco yeah. Stunt is a whole nother like character. He's like, fun sized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh I feel like the way that I I would that I I put myself in the ring and I like try to think of ways to use my body and like my momentum instead of just going out there and try to punch somebody in the face. Like if I can punch somebody in the face and then they can punch me in the face, it's going to hurt a lot worse and it's going to do a lot more damage. So why would I not try to like, I don't know, fly at them with my feet or yeah. something like, or, or trip them, get them down to my level and then, then hit them. Yeah. I don't know. So that's little, little things. But that's like very cerebral. Yeah. That's like a wise way to think about well, thank this. Thank you. Oh, which you. is true. You were, you were telling me earlier that you haven't always lived in the U.S. No. So where were you living before? Uh, well, born in the U.S. Yeah, I was born. Yeah, born in the U.S. And, and where were you born? I was born in Arkansas. I was born in Paragould, Arkansas. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. And then where did your journey take you? Uh, okay. So I've, <laughs> we've moved all over. Uh, my parent, my dad was a pastor for 10 years. So you're a PK. Yeah, I am. For, for anybody watching this, pastor's kid. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am. I'm one of those. <laughs> and but he, uh, we moved to Mississippi, Olive Branch, which is where I'm from. And uh, then we moved down to Oxford, which is like an hour away, hour south. And then we moved to Indiana, or back up to Olive Branch. Then we moved to Indiana. Then we moved back to Olive Branch. All because he was at different churches? Yeah. Wow. And then after we moved back from Indiana, I don't, he wasn't pastoring anymore. I don't think. I don't remember. I don't think he was, though. And then uh, he felt called to go be a missionary. And so we moved to Costa Rica. 
And uh, Costa Rica, we learned the language there. I picked it up super quick because I was only like 10 or 11 at the time. So speaking Spanish? Yeah. I, wow. uh, uh I picked it up in about a month or two. No. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was learning on the streets with my buddies. I'd go play soccer. Like We had a soccer field right across the street. And I would just go play with the local kids, and I would pick up the slang. So I didn't really learn like the technical way to speak. I learned how to speak like they spoke. Okay. So... Yeah, that came pretty naturally. Can but you still speak Spanish? I can speak it. I can. I think I can carry my own. I just it's nothing near like I used to be. Like I stopped using it once we moved back to the states. Um, so when you moved from Costa Rica, where did you then move to the states? Uh, we were actually in Costa Rica for a year, and then we moved to Nicaragua. Oh my god! For two years. So <laughs> we were there. My parent, my my dad was in a mission organization, and. Um, he would go out on teams and with the teams that would come in to these villages, which is a super surreal thing. To like, you see pictures of like villages where like it's super poor setting and like people literally live in like like there's eight people in like a, a house this size. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, and it's dirt floors and like um, the metal panels. Like the, yeah, the yeah, ones like, with the ridges and yeah. stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Like that's what the walls are built out of. And it's like, it's super surreal. But we lived down there and he did stuff with them. And I got to go out every once in a while, which was which was cool to see. I like going out and seeing different things. And uh, But we moved back to Olive Branch after two years. Being there, though, must have given you such an appreciation for the life that, you know, we live here in America. Yes, for sure. I th- I think it helped a lot. I think it helped me curve my character into who I am today because I'm I feel like I'm a generally, you know, nice person. I feel like I care about other people. I know I care about other people because I can't stand to like be on somebody's negative side and I can't stand to have people on my negative side. Right. So, it's definitely shaped me in a good way, I think. What kind of churches was your father pastoring at? My dad was a Baptist preacher. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I grew up real, real in the Southern Baptist scene. Wow. I don't feel like that would be that supportive of a wrestling career. I wouldn't say my whole family was supportive at first, but they came around. Like, I honestly, like, I didn't, I wasn't real close to my family um, growing up. I was closer to my dad's side. But uh, even then, like, we were around, so we were moving around so much that I didn't get to know him. But, like, my dad and mom were both very supportive. My dad was more supportive than my mom because she was scared for me. Like, sure. Understandably. Yeah. I've had quite a few injuries that would scare, that scared her. And, like, so. Other than the broken leg? Yeah. Yeah, I've had a couple concussions. I've, I dislocated my elbow really bad. They had to put me to sleep to, to fix that once. Jeez. But, um, no, but like my family's been very supportive. We'll get these injuries out of the way um, while you're still on the insurance. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, that's important. I don't need to get hurt in, in after two years from now. That's right. Yeah, no more injuries <laughs> No for more you. injuries. No. That's, wow. You, can, you know who Bill Dundee is? No. You don't know who Bill Dundee is? He's an old Memphis wrestler. Oh. You should, he Pride still wrestles. Crocodile Dundee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, uh... He still wrestles at 70. I'm just going to start bumping like him and rolling. Is that what he does? Yeah, he just rolls. Like he, he squats and rolls. <laughs> it's great. 
I still feel like it's very surreal as we sit here in this hotel. It's Washington, D.C. We, we just came from the Capital One Arena. Yeah. Like, it's, it feels very surreal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't snapped out of that at all. Like, and I've felt this way for, I guess, a couple months now. Like we walked out of the arena together and everyone's like, oh my God, it's Marco Stunt. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't even know how to explain how I like, that makes me feel because that's like the first time that's ever happened. So I was like, oh my gosh. And dude, cool. this is day one. I know. I know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to increase. It's going to increase. Maybe one day I'll hit 100,000 subscribers or subscribers. Followers? Followers, yeah. Well, why don't we get you some more right now? Let's do it. Okay. Do it. Oh, you want me to tell them? Well, yeah. Oh, follow me, <laughs> and then <you laughs> follow know. me on uh on on Twitter at Marco Stunt M A R K O, not C O because everybody messes that up. And then Instagram. And then Instagram, it's underscore Marco Stunt underscore. I'll put them in the uh, description below so people can find them real yeah, easy. Be good. There you go. Hopefully sure. that'll help you, you out. You guys a follow bit. me. Yeah. Now you follow him, so follow me. <laughs> and then your people can then follow me. Yes, you guys follow Chris. And Chris's people follow me. It, Deal. it all works out. When you look ahead five years from now, what do you want to be doing with your career? I want to be a legitimate legitimate household name. I want people to know me like, like, oh, yeah, Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt? Yeah, we know who that is. Like, yeah. I want people to know who I am. I want to, I want to make an impact on people I don't think there's too many AEW fans that don't know who Marco Stunt is <laughs> well that's cool yeah that's it's cool pretty name. cool I I was blown away when I walked out behind you and people knew who I was I was like what I was not shocked I was not shocked for that one really I figured, yeah I figured we, like we walked in all fairness we walked out of the arena all together it was mm-hmm. me you yeah Dasha yeah Darby mm-hmm. Joey Joey Penelope Penelope Kip yeah, like there was a big group of us, yeah. and I was like, "You guys want to talk to me?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. Thank dope you, by feeling. the way. It's very cool. That's very nice. It's, it's very very cool. No, it's. I think it's super cool to be able to do stuff like that. Like, I like interacting with fans. I like being able to sign things. Of course, yeah, like yeah. like like we might have been in a little rush, and I wasn't able to like stand there the whole time, but like. When I get the chance, like at StarCast and stuff, I love being able to sit down and talk to fans. Yeah. And, like, interact with them and let them know a little more about me. I think it helps in the long run when you're when you're good with your fans. Yeah. I, th- I feel like it'll help because people are going to remember that and people are going to remember who you are. You know? Well, you say that because you came from being a fan. So yeah. you understand it. Yeah. You know, you know what it means to look up to these people. You know what it means, you know, to idolize them. And now the role's been reversed. Yeah. Which is so wild and so crazy. Yeah. But yeah, now you're it's been flipped. Now you're in that position. Yeah, I've actually had a couple people tell me they're like, Man, you inspire me. I'm like, Wow, that's crazy. I don't like I don't get it. I don't I like personally I don't get it because I still feel like the kid from Olive Branch, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. That, like I'm still the same me. I'm just doing I just have a really cool job. <laughs> so but I I appreciate every single message that I get like that because it makes me feel like I'm doing something right, you know. Who has it been backstage at AEW that's really helped you or maybe, you know, helped you work on your matches or something like that? Uh Christopher Daniels has helped me a ton. Uh, he's really taken me, I feel like, under his wing 
and BJ Whitmer and um, Matt and Nick actually have helped me a ton. I, I love talking to Matt and Nick. They're very encouraging. And they're so nice. Yeah. 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 I was... Okay, so we were sitting in uh, their... We were doing... They were doing the... Um, what's the room service? Yeah. And, and the, the shoot interview deal. And yeah. Joey was doing it. And I just happened to be there, so they talked to me too some. And uh, But I was sitting in the room, and I was like... I'm in the room just chilling, <laughs> and the young bucks are right there. <laughs> What is going on? Like, I, look what I, as I was walking out. Oh, you took some of the money? I took some of the, the, the Young Bucks money. Man, I didn't yeah. know they did that like at it's every a, show. It's, I don't know. I think it's just the big entrances. The big ones? Yeah. Hmm. But uh, I got uh, I got 500 Young Bucks. Wow. I got five of these things is what I'm saying. <laughs> you should uh, go try to spend it. I'll, I'll try. Yeah, it. we'll go to McDonald's. <laughs> I'll, uh, after this. I'll put it. Uh, I'll put it up like this. Yeah, that's right. There's nothing on that side. <laughs> it's just this side. <laughs> Look, man, I'm uh, I'm super pumped for you. Thank and, you. And uh, I I appreciate you. It's almost one o'clock in the morning as we're wrapping this thing Is up. Is it really? It went that fast. Yeah, we've been talking for 36 minutes. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. I like I like it. It was easy to talk though. No, yeah, like, of course. All right, there you go, my friend, Marco Stunt. Great chat. Great chat with my friend, Marco Stunt. I really enjoyed that. And uh, as I record this, we're at the very beginning of AEW Dynamite on TNT. Man, it's so exciting to think about where this will be a month from now, you know, six months from now, a year from now, uh, a couple of years from now. Man, this is, this is exciting. And uh, I'm pumped for Marco Stunt. I'm pumped for Jurassic Express. I'm pumped for everybody on that roster. Uh, I'm just pumped as a wrestling fan. I've been saying this since day one of this year. been since January 1st of this year when AEW was announced. What an exciting time to be a pro wrestling fan. And man, we're seeing it unfold in front of us now. Uh, if you enjoyed this interview, please subscribe. Please take a screenshot. Um, let me know what you thought. Tag me, tag Marco, uh, and share it with a friend so we can help get the word out uh, about these audio versions of the interview. Although, you know, if you still want to watch on YouTube, that's fine with me too. Um, watch, listen, do whatever you want, but uh, just please, you know, consume this content. Go on this audio slash video adventure with me. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, so let's wrap things up. Uh, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. That's Aristotle. And that is, I mean, that's words to, to think about. Chew on that a little bit. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an act, but a habit. And think about that for someone like Marco Stunt, who continued to chase after this dream, and now he's living it now. What's your dream? What are you chasing after? Get after it. Also, woo, have a great week.